0: What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host for today, Simon Villanos, a.k.a. Coach V. And this is an all-film breakdown episode. We're talking about some of the athletes here in the class of 2022. So they're all seniors that, you know, played multiple positions for their high school, played multiple roles for their high school, but just barely missed out on our top five list just because they either didn't have enough film at a single position or, you know, we kind of expected them to maybe make a separate list, whether... It was for one position or the other, and then it turned out that they just barely missed out. You know, we did think, we honestly did think about making an all-athletes list, just including players that, you know, maybe didn't have a specific position here, but then we're like, okay, how will we even rank that and versatility and, you know, between levels and all that stuff. And so, we're just gonna start out these request episodes, and by the way, every Monday and Friday, hopefully... We will be doing episodes like this where we have a handful of players and we're just breaking down film, talking about them and talking about their impact and outlook on the next level here. Cody and Mason will be doing those while uh, I will be covering actually women's flag football, both on the collegiate level and then maybe some on the high school level as well. We'll be uh, seeing about But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this, talk about some of the great athletes here in Colorado that didn't have a very specific position. They played multiple roles, did a lot of things for their teams, and honestly carried in some cases here. To start, we're going to go to the 2A level, and we're going to talk about Resurrection Christian's very own most valuable playmaker candidate and finalist, at least for us. Eddie Lemos, the 5'10", 175-pound senior quarterback, running back DB. He is actually committed to Iowa State. I believe he got a preferred walk on there, so he'll be going over there. And I believe he'll be playing safety or DB for them over there. And so that's actually how I'm going to evaluate him. I'm going to evaluate him. As a safety. But before I do that. Let me go ahead and talk about his impact of this season. So this season you know. He kind of took on that Wildcat Lamar Jackson uh, quarterback role. Because their original quarterback Will Schrodenboer. He left for Texas. And you know before this Eddie didn't play quarterback. He was a receiver and a DB. This year he became the focal point of the offense. And so there are definitely times where um, you know he was taken off the field. On defense or he couldn't simply play both offense and defense and special teams as well because he does that too just because it was a little bit too taxing but don't get it twisted he still had a very excellent season so I'm gonna go ahead and talk about some of his numbers here as a passer you know a solid 418 passing yards and seven touchdowns uh, no picks by the way which is pretty good for a guy who never played quarterback before you know but Like I said, they used them more as that wildcat running quarterback type of deal here. And so on the ground, on 140 carries, he had 1,431 rushing yards and 22 rushing touchdowns leading resurrection christian to a near perfect record only losing to eden and then again losing in the playoffs to brush who would eventually go on and play eden in the state championship game but altogether, here he was a big part of resurrection christians very successful season of this last year here despite not them not having the quarterback and him having to play quarterback and all that great stuff still though On defense, recorded a solid 36 tackles and three interceptions. And so there you go. That is Eddie Lemos. He had a pretty good year, uh, senior year this last season. But let me go ahead and talk about some of his career stats here, uh, specifically on defense. So... Basically, every year, except for his freshman year, he had about, you know, 36, 39 tackles. He hovered around that range there as a safety for Resurrection Christian. His freshman year, he had 19 tackles. So there you go. Other than that, basically averaged around 39 tackles pretty much every season. But as far as interceptions go, he had three interceptions his freshman season. And his senior season. Like I said. Senior year. Wasn't really out there. Of the defense. As much as. Probably his junior. And sophomore year. And then his freshman year. I mean he only. Uh, at least it says here. He only played in nine games. And plus he was also a freshman. But. He really put in work. His sophomore. And junior season. His sophomore year. He had seven interceptions. His junior season. He had six interceptions. So. In total. He had about. Nineteen interceptions. Throughout four years. Of varsity play. So this kid. He's obviously about it. He's a defensive dog, honestly. Now, he's a defensive dog that is just a great athlete. Altogether, I mean, just looking at some of his numbers here, man, um, you know, 5'10", 175, that's not horrible. That's not the shortest or smallest, but he does have a bit of juice to him. His 40-yard dash is listed at a 451, which I could definitely believe has a shuttle that's 406, which is pretty solid, and then has a 36.6-inch vertical. Which is absolutely insane and then he does have some of his lifting numbers here. 215 bench uh, hit 10 reps at 185 bench. I'm sure he's gotten stronger since uh, he's updated those numbers. So don't quite hold him to some of those lifting and you know speed uh, numbers there. But obviously he's a great athlete and showed on the field. It's why he was so successful on offense and defense and why resurrection christian saw him as a guy that yo you know we could put him on either side of the ball regardless he's a playmaker but we need to get him uh snaps on both sides of the ball and so that's what they did this year like i said he did that instead of at receiver at quarterback and arguably helped his team a little bit more here but you know what let me go ahead and talk about the strengths of eddie lemos here first off Absolutely great ball skills. You know, his freshman and senior year, like I said, he recorded the lowest amount of interceptions in his high school career, but still, that was three interceptions each of those seasons. And then junior and sophomore year remember, junior year, that was a shortened COVID season, still got six picks sophomore year you know second year in the program got seven interceptions and so this guy is special and then when you just watch the film he just has great hands and he could sky and get up there too you know he'll cut somebody off and get great positioning and so he's definitely somebody who could be dangerous and you know is somebody that you really don't want to test down the field because he has those hands because he has that speed and that overall just great athletic ability to get out there and make a quarterback pay and so in a lot of regards he's the perfect safe. He's somebody that could really just shut down half of the field as far as, you know, 20 plus yard plays goes and not allow anything too big as long as he's playing uh, at a high level. And continue to, you know, read plays correctly, which he does. I would say his play recognition is pretty solid. Just looking throughout his defensive film, man, he makes the right decision a lot of the time. Uh, there, it's very rare where you'll see him bite on a play action or, you know, just get confused, mixed up in some passing concepts. And there are some pretty, there could be some pretty complicated two-way passing concepts. I'm just going to say that right there. And so it's not like he's seeing a bunch of simple offenses all the time. So there you go. Play recognition is definitely up there. Another thing that I like about Eddie Lemos is that he's a very – physical hitter on defense. He's not afraid to come up and make a big hit against the run, first off. Um you see that play recognition, you know, you, you see him recognize that it's a run. And he almost always takes very good angles and then he's gonna go ahead and hit that running back as hard as he could, despite not being the biggest guy. And so you gotta love that out of your DB's. And also, you know, he's just a very Physical DB in coverage As well if he can't Get to a player and intercept the ball He's going to lay them out and there are A couple of times especially in a senior Year where you see him you know just perfectly Read a play maybe he gets there A little bit late though and it's Not quite an interception because He's not there in time or maybe The other defensive player isn't in the right Position but he'll get in there and he'll Go ahead and make a point and uh, be a bit Of an enforcer and honestly At 5'10", 175 for a kid to go out there and hit as hard as he could that's big time because there are definitely players that are bigger than him physically that don't hit as hard and so gotta keep that in mind he's a menace out there on defense and lastly love it when he's just allowed to roam as kind of a zone safety he plays that zone very well you know he does a good job cutting off receivers and you know giving not giving them a lot of space to breathe in general doesn't allow a lot of big plays like I said so there you go those are all the strengths of Eddie Lemos overall I think he's no doubt a d1 athlete he has d1 athleticism there's no doubt about that and then he has a couple other things that I like like Playing just very well in zone. Great ball skills. So, there you go. But let me go ahead and talk about some areas of improvements. I really don't have many when it comes to Eddie Lemos, but... Personally, I would like to see him play more man-to-man. This year, obviously, because he was playing quarterback, he wasn't going to play a lot of man-to-man as a corner or a slot corner just because, I mean, they're using him a lot, right? And then even in the last couple years when he's playing receiver, they're not going to use him in man-to-man a ton because, hey, you know, he's already playing on the offensive side of the ball. And plus, he's perfect playing zone, and so he probably just fits that scheme better. But moving forward, you know, over at Iowa State they got some great players there he's gonna have to stand out and i think for him versatility is everything personally i think he possesses the athletic ability to be pretty good at least in man-to-man or at least solid enough like you could put him out there against uh, a tight end running back whatever and he's not gonna screw up the coverage he'll stick to the guy and at least be in a position to contest the ball You know, and so if he could get himself into that position where, you know, he could be pretty solid man to man and honestly even if he wants to start just be the type of guy if he goes man-to-man then he's completely taking out an offensive weapon that would be great you know I think coaching staff um over at I-, I think the coaching staff over at Iowa State they'll look at that and they'll be like okay you know he's not just a zone type of guy you know we could put him in the slot or we could put him outside and he could do his thing there versatility on defense you know that's everything I think that would be a great way to really just start separating himself from some of these other walk-ons and players that Iowa State has. So, that's something I'd like to see him kind of work on. Like I said, didn't really see a lot of it on film. Doesn't mean he's horrible at it or bad at it. I just It just means that I didn't get to see it. You know, And so with that being said, I hope his man-to-man coverage ability is up to par with a lot of these D1 athletes. Or at least I hope that he's working on making sure that it's up to par with those D1 athletes. And then the only other thing that I'd really like to see him improve on um, is his weight. He's a little light at 5'10", 175. I don't know how accurate those numbers are, personally. I think he's for sure at least 5'10". The 175 part, I don't know. You know, um, his strength numbers aren't horrible. Like I said, I read out his bench, uh, 215, I think might be his max 10 reps at 185. That's not bad, but I would like to see him get stronger. I think that's definitely something that, you know, when it comes down to it, uh, whether he gets playing time or not, Iowa state coaches, they're going to look at that and be like, okay, if you put him out there, is he going to be able to be physical? Or is he able to be uh, somebody that could physically dominate out there? We know that he could be physical, but could he physically dominate? There are some players, you know, who will make do with their weight and be physical football players, but even then, At their best, that doesn't exactly mean that they're going to make the biggest impact out there against a bunch of other guys who are, you know, in that 190, 200 plus range on like, say, special teams or even skill player wise. So uh, there you go. So I would say if we could get to the 185 to 190 like pound playing weight range. I think that would be perfect for him. I think he would be in a great spot. And that would be a weight where, you know, coaches would look at him and be like, okay, you know, maybe we could get him some snaps on special teams to start. Or maybe we could get him into this rotation here on defense eventually. Because... It's, like, weight matters, right? Strength matters as well. You got to be able to compete. And so I think that's definitely something he needs to work on, along with his versatility. Uh, Other than that, I think he's a great athlete. I think he's somebody who possesses a lot of raw skills that, as a college coach, you look at and you're like, okay, I could make him into a starter. Now, I don't know when he's going to start, but... I think he could be a starter eventually, and so that's going to take some development, learning the playbook. That's another thing that I hope he's going to, you know, make sure to work on when he gets out there because, I mean, that's the difference between guys who start and guys who are on the bench, you know. Guys on the bench, they might be just as athletic as you, but maybe they're not as smart as you. And so for Eddie Lemos here, he's going to have to pull out everything possible to compete with those guys because this is a D1 program. This is a Power 5 program, and, you know, it's not easy to start over there. I know our guy Miles Purchase from Cherry Creek, he's over there. He had some starts as a freshman. Um also Bo Frailer from Pine Creek uh, from uh, he was a safety last year he got to start a little bit as a freshman and you know those guys are freaks of nature absolutely but also I'm sure they work on learning the playbook and getting up to speed with that because what's you what what's the use of a freak of nature if he doesn't know what he's doing out there you know and so I think Eddie Lemos he's gonna go out to Iowa State. And he's going to be able to compete day one because of his athleticism. He has a lot of skills here that make him versatile as far as athleticism go, his ball skills, all that great stuff. Um, he's a physical football player, you know, and he did a lot of things for Resurrection Christian. And so, you know, that kind of already stands him out. But moving forward, he's going to need to continue to prove himself over and over again. But don't get it twisted. He definitely has the ability to play D1. Uh, a little surprised that some of these FCS schools did reach out because, you know, he's just a great athlete out there. He's a very versatile athlete. You could put him at receiver. Uh, he had some good releases there. Running back, DB, corner safety. I I mean, he could do it all Physically. But I think what it really comes down to is, you know, where is he going to be mentally at? Uh, And then also, how versatile is he going to be? And how is he going to fare against some of these uh, D1 guys who have similar athletic numbers? But, you know what? We're just going to see there. But anyways, that is Eddie Lemos of Resurrection Christian. Great athlete, you know, a stud to watch this season. Absolutely there. There's no doubt about that. But you know what? We're going to go ahead and take a break. And then we're going to talk about another athlete that, you know, kind of stepped up and played the Wildcat quarterback role for their team. Coming up next. Alright, what's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. We're talking about another great athlete out here. And you know what? We're going to talk about Yuma's very own Clay Robinson. He played quarterback, safety, running back for this team over the last couple of years. But this year, he basically played that Wildcat quarterback role very similar to Eddie Lemos. Now, didn't really pass the ball a whole ton, but he definitely ran the ball a whole ton. So let me talk about his senior year stats here. Um, As a passer, Threw for 455 passing yards, 3 passing touchdowns, no picks. As a rusher on 231 carries, ran for 1,742 rushing yards and 19 rushing touchdowns, averaging basically 7.5 rushing yards a carry now he did have some passing stats in his junior year but was mostly used as a running back as well and so moving forward he hasn't committed anywhere yet and you know he's a multi-sport athlete he does basketball and track as well and so he may play uh, one of those sports on the next level but um, moving forward if he does choose to play football I think he's a running back straight up I think he could play running back on the next level and so let me go ahead and talk about some of his, I guess, physical stats here. Now, I don't have his weight, unfortunately, but I do have some of his track times, and they are pretty impressive when you look at it. In the 100 meter, you know, he basically ran 11.05 seconds in the 100 meter at the second Platte Valley meet on, I believe that is June 4th, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And consistently, actually, if you're looking at his 100 meter dashes, man, he's basically around that low 11 second 100 meter dash, which is pretty good. This 200 meter dash is, uh, I think, his best one. He clocked in at a 22.16 seconds, which was uh, enough for second place at that second Platte Valley meet. And so this guy has some juice on him. Um, like I said, he could potentially play some other sports. Wouldn't be surprised. If he got a track scholarship, I know there were some talks about that here and there, but as of right now, I haven't seen too much of that on social media, but like I said, on the next level, I think personally, he's a running back. I mean, he has that speed and basically over at Yuma, he played that running back role or more of a running back role than a quarterback role, in my opinion. And so let's go ahead and get to the breakdown here. I think his strengths automatically speed and acceleration are. Both of those are next level. I would even classify his speed and acceleration as D1 ability. When he gets out into the open field, and I mean like there's no one in front of him... He's going to take it to the house, and he shows how deadly he could be time after time again. When he get, when he hits the open field, he's out of there, you know, and so like I said, he could potentially be a track star on the next level, but on the football field, absolutely, he's a home run hitter at running back, you know, if he finds space, he's out of there for sure. Um, His agility is not bad either. Uh, Not as good as his speed or acceleration. I wouldn't necessarily call it D1 ability. Uh, If I had to rank it or uh, rate it out of 10, I would probably say a solid 7.5. To 8 out of 10. You know that's about 2 or 3 star ability. I mean he has shown the ability to change directions. And maintain his top end speed. Uh, just didn't see a lot of that this last season. At least from the film that I was able to find. Which was kind of hard to come by as well. But overall though for someone at his size at six one, His agility is not bad at all. I mean he's not super stiff changing directions out there. He definitely shows that. You know he has a little bit of wiggle to him. And then last but not least, I think his strength is pretty good. You know, I, like I said, I didn't see his weight, but if you just look at the film, man, he has a good frame at six one, And he's not easy to bring down on one-on-one, uh, in one-on-one situations anyways. Like, there are situations where he's getting pushed towards the sideline, or, you know, the defense is trying to funnel him in. And, you know, he runs with pretty good strength there, and I... Another note that I threw out here is that he has a very good stiff arm. Like, when he's hitting that outside and it's 1-on-1, that court or that defensive player is trying to angle with him, get the right angle and tackle him. He just throws out that stiff arm and it's like a huge punch to the face. And going at the speed he is, it's absolutely deadly. And, you know, sometimes, a lot of the time, it's the move that basically frees him up and frees him up for a touchdown. And so, there you go there. Now, errors of improvement, you know, I think he's a good athlete, has good speed and acceleration, but his vision could definitely use some work. I think his vision is good, and he has shown flashes of it even being excellent, I would say. But the consistency is very, it could, it could vary. <laughs> I think maybe it's because he knows how dangerous he is when he gets to that edge outside, uh, but he definitely has the habit of, of, you know, trying to hit that outside rather than staying patient and maybe cutting it up or taking what the defense gives you and cutting it up. Most of the time, he would like to get outside, and you could see that with his intention when he's running, right? He's booking it for the outside, which works on this level, on the high school level, on the 1A level, but if he was to play running back on the next level, you gotta have better vision than that. I mean, that's a little lazy in my opinion. I think nothing... I mean, it's nothing that... Film work and discipline could work on. I think he could definitely develop that. But as of now, he definitely has the habit of just kicking it outside when he doesn't see something there initially. And, you know, that could be a little costly on some plays as well when he's trying to do a little bit too much. Now, another thing I'd like to see him work on is, you know, his receiving ability. Because of the way Yuma used him. They used him as a running back primarily. And then they used him on defense as well. Um, but on offense. Used him as a running back. Used him as a guy that they just hand the ball to. Or they do direct snaps to. They really didn't get to use him much as a receiver. Uh, he just didn't have a lot of receiving film. And so if he wants to play football on the next level. I'd like to see him work on his receiving skills. Specifically in this order. Catching in traffic getting off the press, and then route running. Uh, If he could work on those three things and be a pretty solid receiver out there at running back, then he could be a workhorse for a lot of teams. Like I said, he has D1 ability at speed and acceleration. I don't doubt that at all. Now, if he finds another way to develop his receiving skills, that opens up more opportunities for him to get the ball in his hands and make plays with his speed and his acceleration. Uh, But to do that, you gotta hone in on some of these skills here. I think that catch and traffic would be key, especially because you know, half the time when you're a running back running a route and the quarterback is in distress and they're trying to throw it to you, it's because they're under distress. And so the ball might not always be great, it might be underthrown, it might be late, it might be early sometimes, and so you gotta be ready to make some good plays on the ball there and uh, catch through traffic, catch through hits. And so if he could do that he could be real dangerous there um and then another thing I'm just making notes here I really didn't see a lot of film blocking because like I said they used him as a pure running back and wildcat quarterback this year and so if I were him just you know make sure you're Cleaned up on the fundamentals so that you could at least be an efficient blocker and not be somebody that, you know, just another speed running back that they kind of have to take out because he can't really block, right? You don't want to be that guy. If you want to play football on the next level, you got to be someone who's not afraid to get in there and block, at least pass block. From time to time there. Uh, So if he either adds, you know, this receiving ability slash skills or his blocking ability slash skills, I think he would be good and could be a star. You know, already I know as a running back, he has the athletic ability to be good just purely as a runner, you know. But like I said, if he adds one of these things, being a better receiver or being a better blocker, that'll take his game to the next level and so one of those two things you got to work on and really make a point of working on too and then lastly the last area of improvement I have um is balance and body control it's not bad but there are definitely times he runs a little high if he runs slightly lower then he would definitely be able to break out of more tackles rather than outrunning defenders I think half the time he's definitely trying to get into a track race with some of these guys and just outrun them outrun them that's fine but to play efficient football uh, or to continue to continue to play efficient football you know sometimes you just gotta run through somebody right and i think at his frame and at the speed he's going he should be able to run through some guys he's shown that ability but to continue to enhance that you know he needs to run a little bit lower here overall clay robinson from yuma could be a special back um i could see him maybe making an FCS roster as a walk-on, but I think he's more like a D2, D3, NAI guy just because of... You know, some of the skills that I was looking for, he didn't quite check off, or I just didn't see the film for it. Um, I think he's somebody that is kind of more of a project type of player on the next level, but his ceiling is up there. Don't get it twisted. His ceiling is as high as a lot of these starters uh, on a lot of these D2 and FCS colleges out here. You know, I think he could definitely contend with them, um, at least compete for a job with them if he was going to play running back just because of his athletic ability ability but like I said a little bit of a project he's gonna take some developing definitely a player that balled out this season though killed it for Yuma powered their whole offense well maybe not their whole offense but the majority of that Yuma offense and was a bonafide star for them I wish him the best of luck because honestly, wouldn't be surprised if he plays another sport on the next level. I think he has that ability. He Maybe even a sport that's less taxing physically than football. And you know what? Good for him. But other than that, that's my evaluation of Clay Robinson from Yuma. Coming up next, we're going to talk about another player that's been overlooked but is going to commit to CSU Pueblo. Coming up next. Alright, welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. Uh, I just realized I misspoke on that last segment here. Uh, this player is actually already committed to CSU Pueblo. And boy, what a player did they get. And That is Miles Poole, the linebacker, athlete, running back, whatever you want to call him, from Thornton High School. He is a senior, uh, 6'2", he's also listed at 220 pounds, jeez. Uh, from, like I said, Thornton High School, played a bunch of different roles for them. And so let me go ahead and talk about Miles pull here. So uh, as a sophomore, he got snaps. He did a pretty good job uh, on defense for the most part. Got some snaps at running back, you know, had 288 rushing yards, three touchdowns, pretty good. But on defense is where he made his impact at 90 tackles. On the season also had two sacks forced to fumble um, and all that great stuff. And so that's a pretty good season to have at outside middle linebacker as a sophomore. Now, the COVID year, which is his junior year, I don't know what happened. I don't know if Thornton didn't play a ton of games or if he was going through injuries. Definitely had a very down season. Only was listed in playing in two games against Rampart. He only had seven tackles. And so that's kind of how that went. And so definitely a bit of a down season. I think after his sophomore year, he may have slipped off of some, uh, you know, radars with COVID hitting and whatnot, which is understandable. I mean, that happens to a lot of players. But this year, his senior year, Miles Pool had honestly one of the greatest, I want to say statistical seasons Uh, That Thornton High School has ever seen football-wise, you know, on the year, he had 1,170 rushing yards and 10 rushing touchdowns. Also, you know, six receptions, 119 receiving yards, and a touchdown there on offense. But on defense, had 108 tackles. 4 tackles for losses, 3 sacks, an interception, and a fumble recovery. I honestly want to say that Miles Poole may have been the only athlete in the state of Colorado to record over 1,000 rushing yards and over 100 tackles. In a season this year. And that is absolutely insane. First off the usage rate. Is off the charts. Thornton was getting their money's worth. Well they don't make any money off of this obviously. But they were getting their worth out of Miles Poole. Who was just an excellent athlete. Out there doing their thing. And I want to say. When I previewed the I-25 leak in the preseason. I might have. Might have just barely talked about Miles Poole here. And so. There you go there. I knew that he would be definitely at least a contributor to this Thornton squad. And so right now, he is committed to CSU Pueblo. He's listed on their signee roster as a linebacker. And so that's what I'm going to assume that he's going to play on the next level. And that's what I'm going to evaluate him as. Uh, Probably more so an inside linebacker than outside linebacker, though. So let's go ahead and get into the film breakdown. I would say... Miles' biggest strengths here is definitely his athleticism. Like I said, one of the only players, if not the only player, in the entire state with over a thousand rushing yards and over 100 tackles. That's a testament to his stamina and just pure athletic ability. I think it's next level, at least D2 level, as far as that goes. That is not easy to do on any level of football here in Colorado. And then also I know Coach Woj of Dakota Ridge actually gave him a minor endorsement after they played Dakota Ridge. It was kind of more of a substitute type of game, but they played him and you know I guess Miles Paul um you know he impressed in that game and I watched over some of that film and he did make some pretty good plays. Another thing I really like about Miles here is that he has a very solid top end speed. Honestly, I think he has a lot of potential as a Good cover linebacker, you know, as a linebacker that, you know, you kind of point at, usually it's a middle linebacker and be like, yo, hey, go cover a tight end, go cover that guy, or go one on one with the running back. I think he could do it with this top end speed. I mean, it's pretty good, at least uh, pretty comparable to some of those guys. Plus, it shows when he's, uh you know, playing the run and he plays the run extremely well. I think that's one of his biggest strengths here. You know, he just does a nice job working against blocks. And if he's not making the tackle, he's at least funneling those runs into the correct direction. Uh, Something I really like about Miles as well, as far as talking about his run stop ability, is that he takes very good pursuit angles As well, you know, he doesn't leave his, uh, defensive, um, teammates out to dry at all. He makes the right plays and he goes ahead and cleans it up a lot of the time for this Thornton team, you know, against the run, there's a lot, there's honestly not a lot you're getting past him. Just going to be real with you. You know, that is probably his strongest, I guess, trait here outside of his athletic ability. His play against the run is the reason why, you know, CSU Pueblo probably wanted him. Now... Let's talk about some areas of improvements here. Uh, Look, Miles Poole, I think he's a very good athlete, but he's definitely a little bit raw, uh, you know, in some areas when it comes to playing a linebacker. But first off, let me talk about athletic ability just real quick here. I think his agility isn't bad, but it could definitely be improved. I mean, he looks like a linebacker when he moves, which isn't a bad thing because that's what he's going to be playing. But I think to continue to compete and work on the next level, uh, he would want to have smoother hips and just work on that agility, work on that, you know, change of direction and all that. That's sideline to sideline, you know, agility and speed. If he could continue to improve that, then he'll be in a much better spot. But I just wanted to throw that out there before we talk about some of these other things here. Uh, because physical ability, for the most part, I like oh, a ton, honestly. And so... Something he definitely needs to improve on uh, is his tackling. I think he has a habit of tackling pretty high at times. He needs to get lower, plain and simple. And just be a little bit more fundamentally sound at times. I think there's just a lot of times where, you know, he gets ahead of himself and he's just tackling really high. And look, on the next level, low man wins. That is a mantra that you're going to hear over and over again. You probably heard it in high school. You're going to hear it in college He needs to tackle lower. Those tackles are going to be broken if he's tackling that high. Plus, also, I think he could hit maybe a little bit harder if he tackles lower, too. So, there's that. Um, Another thing I would like to see is just his pass coverage ability. I just didn't really get to see a lot of it. Didn't get to see a lot of film. I know he did get an interception against Palmer this last season. But that was a pretty easy pick to make. I mean, the quarterback was not making a good play. And, uh, you know, he kind of just threw it up there. And Miles, I mean, he has good ball skills. He's able to go and head and catch it, build it, and run it back. But I would like to continue to see him work on that pass coverage ability. I think, uh, you know, at Thornton, he was asked to really just stop the run, you know, pass rush at times. I think on this next level, they're going to ask him to cover a little bit more because, you know, he's a good athlete, because he's somebody that could get out there and go one-on-one athletically speaking, at the very least, and I mean, what more could you ask for if you do have to play him early, right? So, as far as pass coverage goes, I'd like to see him work on it. Um, His man-to-man ability, if he can master that, then I think he could start as soon as possible. As soon as he masters his man-to-man ability is how soon he's going to start, On the college level, I would say. And then zone coverage ability, I think he could be a great starter there. I mean, you don't have to be like a great athlete or whatever to be a great zone coverage or zone covered linebacker. You just got to know the playbook and you got to know opposing offensive schemes so that you can make the right plays in your zone. Overall, though, as a pass coverage type of guy, whether it's, it's in zone or man, I think he has a lot of potential. Honestly, I mean, you know, at his size at 6'2", that's a pretty good height. He has good speed. His agility is not horrible. You know, he could definitely move from side to side pretty well. And so, I think he has a lot of potential here. He just needs to hone it in. If he could really just work on that pass coverage ability. Look at Miles Sprague's film. I know he's going to be a teammate with him over at uh, CSU Pueblo, but go ahead and look at Miles Sprague. Look at how he works out. Look at, you know, some of his past coverage film, because it's great. I think if Miles Pool could learn from that, learn from him, then he could really take his game to the next level and make, you know, begin to make a good bid towards eventually getting some good minutes for the CSU Pueblo team. And then last but not least, I honestly think personally, he can improve some of his, bl- He could improve some of his block shedding and pass rushing abilities. I think he just needs faster hands, if I'm being completely real with you. And, you know, just get better at hand fighting as well. And so, you know, just work on that hand speed and whatnot. Be very Very intentional when working with that, you know, get as specific and as detailed as possible with that. I think if he could continue to develop that part of his game, that'll further, you know, separate him from some of the other guys on the CSU Pueblo team, because honestly... There's a lot of dudes that they recruited. A lot of guys who could play. A lot of guys that feel different needs for them. And so he's going to need to stand out. I think if he works on all these things, that at least brings him closer to competing for that starting job. I think as of right now, I mean, you redshirt him and, you know, you work with him with the playbook. And then you see how he progresses athletically and all that great stuff as a football player as well. But, you know? As far as picking up a prospect goes, not a bad pickup. You know, good athlete, somebody that you know maybe didn't get as many opportunities even before his senior season, and so his uh you know his ceiling is is up there for sure. And, you know, we haven't even really seen a lot of it just yet, but you know if his floor is a thousand rushing yards and one hundred tackles in a season, that's pretty good. You know, that's pretty good. So uh, so there you go. That's Miles Poole. Of Thornton High School. The 6'2", 220 pound linebacker committed to CSU Pueblo. Now coming up next, we're going to talk about our last athlete here. Who is also a state champion. Alright, what's good y'all? Welcome back. This next athlete that we're going to talk about was... A key part of this championship winning team, the state championship winning team in Chatfield, and of course, that is Jake Marshall, their 5'11", 185-pound running back, linebacker, strong safety, who is committed to Shadjan State. So obviously, congrats to him. He's a special player. Uh, looked at Shadron State's signee roster. They do have him listed at running back. So that's where he's going to play uh, this uh, well, his next four years of college. Hopefully at running back over at Shadron State. And so good for him. Jake Marshall, like I said, Huge part of this Chatfield team. Without him, I don't know if they would have made it to state. Uh, Even winning it, too, would have been tough as well. And like I said, Chatfield, they had an excellent season. Had multiple comeback dubs in the playoffs, in the regular season, and even in the state championship game. And so, let me go ahead and talk about the stats for Jake Marshall here. Um, Really, this was his... Only year to go out there and earn himself a football offer. Last year, I mean, he only played him three games, had 179 rushing yards, three touchdowns, and that's basically it. This year was when they really gave him an opportunity to shine and do his thing as that Wildcat quarterback role for this Chatfield team. Now... As Asbasser didn't do too much, had 15 passing yards and a single touchdown, uh, and that's basically it. Like I said, most of the damage he did was on the ground. On 289 carries, he had 1,944 rushing yards, hitting about 6.7 yards a pop, and then had 28 rushing touchdowns. He also caught the ball eight times for about 52 receiving yards, so absolutely killing it out there also play defense at 17 tackles uh as well so jake marshall you know this was his comeback well maybe not comeback season but this was his breakout season his only chance at having a breakout season and his possibly last chance at getting a college scholarship and he made the most out of his senior year here which you absolutely love to see you know and so let me go ahead and talk about his strengths his areas of improvements and um, just break down his film all altogether. And so let's go ahead and hop into it. Like I said, 511 185 pound running back committed to Shadron State. Uh, some of the things I really like about him is that he definitely has next level ability, has a lot of wiggle to him. you know, this allows him to create in space. and even when you think you have him, you kind of don't. Because he could, you know, hit you with a move and then get out there into open field. And once he hits open field, I mean, he's pretty elite. Speed and acceleration-wise, if he hits the open field, half of the time he's going to house it maybe a little bit over half the time he's going to house it you know because he just has very good speed and acceleration for somebody at his size at 5'11" 185 which is pretty stout if you ask me and if you want to see some of the speed and acceleration look at some of those Dakota Ridge games i mean he's playing against guys like Dante Capolongo, and on two of those runs or at least at least two touchdown runs he definitely had a step on Dante who definitely at least runs a 4-4-40. Now I don't have Marshall's uh, 40-yard dash here but I know a couple longos I mean and I got to see him play or I got to see the film of him playing against a guy like that who runs a 4-4. No triplet over there Dakota Ridge also runs a 4-4 and I'm sure of it as well. I'm very very sure that they run that fast and so Jake Marshall honestly he's just an extremely explosive athlete who you can't lose contain on. If you do, then he's out of there, you know, and so he has home run hitting ability for sure. Another thing I like about Jake Marshall, that's pretty good size at 5'11", 185. Like I said, a little bit more compact, you know, This kind of allows him to have good tackle-breaking ability because of his frame, which I like a lot here. At least I like a lot for somebody who has the speed and agility that he has. So there you go. And then last but not least, his vision is pretty exceptional. Despite having great speed and acceleration, I mean, you know, he trusts himself to hit the right holes each time and be an efficient runner. He's not somebody that's trying to, you know, hit a home run each time. He's trying to make the right football play. And half the time... It turns out to be a home run. So there you go. He doesn't opt out for that outside run if he doesn't see it there initially. Or if he doesn't see something initially is what I'm trying to say there. Because there's a lot of guys, you know, they have great speed, agility, all that great stuff. They're looking to hit the outside if they don't see something open up right away. Jake Marshall, he has the patience to see the play through. And hit the right holes, honestly. And he's not afraid of contact either. So there you go there. I absolutely love to see that. You know, some running backs, when they have very good speed, agility, acceleration, you know, they, they get a little bit lazy. They want to, you know, hit it outside all the time. Or, you know, they'd rather just outrun somebody than make contact. Jake Marshall, I mean, he's a football player, man. He doesn't care. He's going to run through somebody. He's going to hit the holes. He's going to, you know, make some contact and make the right plays. And so that's what you'll love to see there. Very good habits out of him, especially somebody that, you know, is basically a one-year starter, uh, one or two-year starter for this Chatfield team. Now, some areas th- of improvements. Things I would like to see him continue to work on uh, is, number one, I'd like to see him bulk up and continue to get stronger. I uh, like his frame at 185, but in my opinion, I think he could even get stronger and bigger than that. He does have great balance and good tackle-breaking ability, but I think his pure strength could use a little bit more work. I think he'd really fill it into his frame too, honestly. And if he could do that, like get to the 200-pound range there, I think he could be a true workhorse for Shadron State. So, there you go. And you know what? I say that he needs to work on his strength because, you know, against good defenses uh, this year, at least against Pine Creek and Fountain Fort Carson, he only really averaged just about two to three yards a carry. Every other game, he was hitting six to seven yards a carry, his average. And so, for me, that's definitely a little bit concerning considering the level of those defensive players on those rosters. A lot of those guys are D1 guys automatically. I think about um, Ty Fave from um, down to Fort Carson. He's for sure a D1 guy. I think about Brett Alvey. Al- I can't talk. Sorry. Brett Alvey from Pine Creek. He plays linebacker as well. In my opinion, I think he's a D1 guy. And so, I'm. look, those guys are pretty built... If he can't be breaking tackles from those guys and, you know, their teammates on that defense as well, that could be a little concerning because I think those guys are definitely D1 guys. Now, you don't have to have D1 strength, you know, but it helps you stand out. If you do have D one strength, because I'm sure there's someone on that Shadron State roster that does that plays the same position as him, and so I don't think that's the biggest jump. If he could get to 200 pounds as his playing weight, I mean, he could, and and hold that and hold that and play at 200 pounds, I think that's perfect. He doesn't need to get bigger than that. So there you go. If he gets stronger, adjusts to that next level, adjusts to the athleticism on the next level, then he could you know potentially dominate uh, over at Shadron State. So. Yeah, I truly believe that. And I think that's something that he really needs to work on. Another thing I I am a little concerned about slash want to see him work on, I mean, I know he really only has basically one year of playing experience on the varsity level, at least that I could find. And no doubt that he's an exceptional athlete, an excellent athlete, really. But I would like to continue to see him work on his receiving ability. He did catch a couple balls, but they weren't anything crazy, just some swing passes. Some dump routes here and there. And honestly, he just did not get a lot of receiving opportunities. And so, um, you know, for Jake Marshall here, I would like to see him work as a receiver. I think if he's going to work as a receiver and improve some things, the things that he definitely, definitely needs to work on in this order is catching in traffic, getting off the press, route running if he could you know get it get get at a good level with all three of those things skill wise then you know that's going to help him separate himself from some of the other backs on the list you know it'll help him kind of look like a a workhorse type of back which i think he can be running the ball but as far as receiving goes and even blocking as well i don't know because i just didn't see really much film on it if any at all and so that's something I definitely need to um, well, see him work on and continue to work on moving forward because getting to that next level, that's great. You earned your scholarship. To keep that scholarship, you got to stand out. You got to be able to contribute to the team as well. And so working on that receiving ability will help him out a lot. And then kind of same goes with blocking. Didn't see a lot of that. If he works on his blocking, gets good at it, that'll really help him stand out and get some playing time here. And last but not least... Agility—it's not bad. It's pretty good, you know. But I think he could continue to push that envelope here, and I'd like to see him work on his footwork even more, and just see how much he could truly improve here. I think his footwork could probably be a little bit cleaner, and eventually get a little bit faster. The cleaner it is, the faster it'll get, in my opinion. And so, I think if he continues to work on that, you know, he could um, get get it to an elite level, truly. So. There you go there. But Jake Marshall altogether, I think he's a very good athlete. Obviously, somebody who could potentially, you know, contribute day one. You could put him out there as a running back and he would do his thing, be an efficient runner, Um, you know, potentially break out some big plays here and there. But to get to that next level, number one, got to get stronger, right? And by next level, I mean become a starter, become a key contributor to this team. So number one, got to get stronger. Number two. Receiving ability slash blocking. You got to improve that. You got to show that you could do both of those things at a pretty solid level. And then number three, not as important, but agility wise, if you could continue to improve that, that could be the icing on the cake. And we'll see where competition lands and how competition goes. And, you know, maybe he uh, becomes a starter here in the next two or three years. We'll just have to see about all of that. But anyways... That will basically wrap up this episode, man. We covered a lot of athletes here who, like I said, played a lot of roles for their teams. And honestly, the more versatile you are as a football player, as an athlete, the easier it is to recruit you. There's a reason most of these guys have offers somewhere and committed these last year. So there you go there. You know, great athletes. Plugging into multiple positions here, and they'll do their thing. And so, uh, super excited to see where all these guys go, to see how they develop, and honestly, looking forward to breaking down more film of more of great Colorado seniors that just barely missed our top five list. And so, this month, like I said, will be basically our best of the rest. Uh, series. We're going to cover all the honorable mentions through film breakdowns on all the honorable mentions that we uh, talked about on our top five episodes. Go ahead and check those out if you haven't yet. And, you know, talk about what they could work on, some things we saw, some things that we want to see them improve on moving forward. And so be on the lookout for those that is going to be on Mondays and Fridays for the most part. There should be two episodes a week. And, you know, we are going to do a weekly Uh, Women slash girls flag football episode for February. Most of those are going to be live streamed. So go ahead and tune into our Twitch on Playmakers Corner. So it's at Playmakers Corner. Look that up. Uh, We'll be streaming on Tuesdays around 6 Usually, I don't think that'll ever change, and so if you want to check that out, go ahead and check it out. I think there's a lot of things that, you know, some of these uh, football players are doing on this level, on the flag football level, that is honestly a lot better than what some you know, football players here in Colorado are doing, and there's some things that they could learn from them for sure. So, tune into those, like I said, on Twitch at Playmakers Corner. Make sure to follow us as well. You know, we need 50 followers to hit affiliate. We would really appreciate that, and that would help us out financially a lot as well. So, there you go. And just in case you missed some of those live streams, because I know everyone has different schedules, all the live streams, unedited or posted on our youtube channel that's at playmakers corner Uh, a lot of our content is getting posted there from episodes to film breakdowns to tiktok so go ahead and subscribe to us there and then if you want to figure out where more content is going to drop uh when it's going to drop where it's going to drop you know follow us on social media that's playmakers corner on tiktok instagram twitter facebook all of that great stuff and then last but not least after this month we're gonna do film breakdowns of players that you, the fans, have requested already. We have about twenty to thirty names, and you know, if we did tell you that we will do, excuse me, that we will do a request episode on you, just make sure you fill out that Google form. That Google form is in the link in our bio, literally the first link. It's our link tree, so you click on our link tree, then you click on that first link, our request Google form. Fill that out, then you will automatically be on our list and hopefully we'll get to your name here soon here. And on that Google form has a bunch of things from name to position to uh, where you're from to high school to, uh, you know all this great stuff if you fill that out it would really help us out a ton get organized and eventually get to your film breakdown um as best we can so if you want to fill that out do it we'll be getting to those probably after february because that's when we'll be done uh with most of our best of the rest series doing all the honorable mentions of players that just barely missed out on our top five senior positions list here in colorado in the class of 2022, so they're all seniors, so, um, yeah, but that being said, I've been your host, Coach V, aka Simon Villanos, and I'll catch you later.